Welcome back to True Freedom, the podcast for you if you're searching, if you're longing, if you know there's something more you need in life. I'm your host, Richard Stokes, and our guide for this podcast is Bodie Aldridge, transformational leadership coach, author, teacher, and great friend of mine. Now, each week we jointly explore a topic or a theme that's likely to matter to you and your life right now. And right now, if you're listening in real time, you're in that strange, somewhat twilight zone between Christmas and New Year. Some people call it in the UK, Betwixtmas. It's got its own name. A place where you lose track of the days. You're literally straddling two years. Some people really enjoy it. Some people get a bit, I think, discombobulated by it. Um, There's a bit of looking back and there's a lot of looking ahead. Uh, And as we sit here on the cusp of the new year, you might be asking yourself that question. So how do I want 2024 to be? Or maybe a better question might be, how will I create the 2024 I desire? And we're going to come back to that. Now, by tradition, we use a tool called New Year's Resolutions to look at this year that's coming forward. Believe it or not, it started back with the Babylonians many, many years ago when they would make resolutions to their gods about this time of year. Uh, And brought up to date, it really is an industry all of its own. You know, most of us are thinking about or making resolutions. Some of us share it with friends and and family. But here's the thing, quick stat, by February, a whopping 81% of New New Year's resolutions have failed. You know, the ones where you've made that commitment to go to the gym and you bought the membership, but you've stopped going. Indeed, the four most popular types of goals people set are to exercise, to eat well, to lose weight, and save money. You know, those those kind of four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of areas. So why don't most of us stick to these resolutions, which must be important for us? What is it that's getting in the way? Indeed, is there a better way to start thinking about and creating, even manifesting what we want to happen in the year that's coming? And manifestation is something of a buzzword, but we know, Bodie and I know, there is real depth here. And that's why we wanted to explore that today. So I'm going to hop over to a, a slightly warmer place at this time of year to Byron Bay and bring in Bodhi. Bodhi, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, Rich. I love that. What did you call it? Betwixt? Betwixtmas. Betwixtmas. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It happens. <laughs> You've got to give it a name. Yeah, it's yeah, just this, funny, exactly. this funny time of year that we're kind of sitting in. How, how are you doing? I'm well, I'm well, and it is interesting, the different rituals around different times of the year, different um, ceremonies and festivities. And in Australia, of course, this is our summer holiday, mm. uh, similar to August for a lot of Europeans. So we're uh, we're kind of winding down to have a break by the beach and uh, play with the grandchildren. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's been another great year. Lovely. Well, this is it. We, we, we're coming out of a year, and for, for some of us, as you said, a great year for you. Uh, for some people, it won't have been their best year. There'll have been grief, tragedy, disappointment, whatever that might be. Others, best year ever. Um, but that year's about to close and sort of disappear into history. And this new one is opening up with all that opportunity, all that possibility. We think about it that way. So what is a way, if, if, if as, as we said, looked at the stats, New Year's resolutions as an approach, as you say, as a tradition, don't seem to serve us. One, why do you think that is? Let's start there. And then let's get into what might be a better way. Yeah. 
Yeah, fantastic. And just as you were um, sharing then, you know, the what's interesting for our listeners, and, and we've touched on it in different episodes, is that inherently most of us have a desire to grow and develop. If you think about the expansion of the universe, the energetic expansion that's occurring. And so as we've touched on, particularly for men, it's important that we're willing to lean in to the edge of our comfort zones. Mm. And remember, no growth comes unless you're willing to expand your comfort zone. And so that's part of the driver for people, no matter what year you've had, yeah, whether it's been challenging or joyful, there's an innate desire to be a better version of myself, to grow and learn, whatever that might be, as a father, as a husband, as a business owner. And it gets uncomfortable. And again, you know, as we've touched on, the ability to have emotional intelligence, emotional maturity, and realise that when it gets uncomfortable, yeah, remember feelings aren't facts, they're just feelings, yeah, then you have the ability to lean into what you create for next year. So I just thought that might be a useful little reminder of, you know, why this thing comes up for us each year, that desire to be a better version of ourselves. I like that. I think that's important, understanding this intrinsic motivation as to why. It's almost, yes, I've learned a lot from the year that's gone. It's, but it's it, here you go, clean slate. Where do I want to go? How do I want to grow? How do I want to develop? And as you say, the encouragement is, it is le- leaning on our edge and it's going to feel uncomfortable in there. And, and, and maybe in that, is there something in that as to why these resolutions that traditionally we make, you know, we've talked about what some of them are for people, you'll have your own, why they don't last? Is it because it gets too uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, it's part of it. The two fundamental reasons that resolutions don't work. Firstly, and again, if we substitute resolutions for manifestation in this podcast, it's a very similar thread. Yeah, when you you know make a resolution, um, essentially what you're doing is realizing that you create, you create your reality, and you manifest. And as you touched on, that's a word that's bandied around a lot. So we might be able to unpack it a little bit in in yeah. this episode. So the first reason that resolutions don't work is that fundamentally, if you're choosing something, if you're choosing to a resolution from a place of lack or deficiency, I'm not enough, but I will be when I lose weight, when I get fit, when I create a relationship. You've automatically created a gap, yep, and the universe will just keep sending you the gap. So this, the ego, remember, the ego mind, which is all of our limited thinking, will always come from a place of deficiency. The ego mind is always telling you you're not enough, you're not good enough until you have something. And the way most people live their lives, if you think about uh, a lot of the listeners would have heard of the phrase of um, be, do, have. Yeah. Yeah. Most people live their life have, do, be. Yeah. So when I have more money, when I have the weight loss, when I have the relationship, yeah, and if we use money, which is a great example, when I have more money, when I've got the 
20 million euros. Then I'm going to do what I really want to do with my life. Yeah. And then I'm going to be happy or be free. Yeah. Given the theme of our podcast. And a lot of men are looking for freedom outside themselves. When I have more time, more money, then I'm going to do all the things I really want to do. Then I'll be free. And they're living their life one day, someday, when it's out in the future, it's external. You'll never get there, guys. I'm sorry to tell you, while ever you hold freedom, peace, love, happiness outside yourself, yeah, and our, our Western economy, our advertising is all geared to this. Yeah, you look at any ad, it's a it's seducing you, yeah, to something which is going to make you whole and complete. And <laughs> yes. you know, given your background, you, you're well, very experienced I, in I, this. I was, I was yeah, laughing about you know, spending 20 odd years uh, in that, complicit <laughs> in that industry. <laughs> uh, and obviously, this is the time of year we've just sort of come through Christmas uh, holiday season. It's it's all about that that kind of seduction of what mm. you can be if and when yep. you happen to purchase this item. Yeah, exactly. And so the flip is, yep, whatever you think the resolution is going to give you, whatever you think the external is going to give you, you can be that now. Mm. Yep, remember, you can be happy now. You can be free now. We get to choose our feelings. We get to choose our state of being. And then it's doing what supports that and the have will follow, the money will follow, the time will follow, whatever that might be. Yeah. You know, as you know, I'm, I'm familiar with this model, the be do have model, but putting it into this context for this, I think really lands it um, because I, I, I'm looking at it through a lens of making a lot of New Year's resolutions will start with the have. Um, yep. I will have more money because I will do some saving. I will have less weight. I will have... Uh, greater fitness not starting from the i want to be or i am already this and yep. then you say that path to you know doing and then having is a much it's frankly it's easier there's less mm. blockage because you're creating less blockage along the way exactly exactly you flip it and you realize that the first thing you have to accept yep and believe is i'm enough yeah, I'm good enough. Yeah. I'm lovable and valuable. I am loved now. Yeah, there's nothing I have to change. Sure, I can lose weight. I can get fitter. I can travel the world. I can create more money. Life is about experiences and creation. This playground of the third dimension is available. Yet you've got to be willing to do the work, the belief change and the acceptance to love yourself Yeah, first. Because again, otherwise there's always going to be a gap. Yeah. And yeah. in the extremes, having worked with elite athletes, having worked with very successful people who focused on the have, I've worked with gold medal athletes who said, yep, the day after I won the gold medal, I've never been more depressed. Yes. Because I thought that was going to give me the freedom, the happiness, the peace, the love. And so... That's the first layer you've got to reflect on and be honest with yourself before you make any resolution. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, to, to help listeners a little bit here, if you haven't already, episode two of this podcast was around beliefs and we dive deep into the key belief that you need to change, which is just what you've been talking about there, Bodhi, in terms of that you are, you are lovable, you are 
valuable. You are complete. You are good enough. So starting there is a, is a, is a, is a good is a good place to go. Okay, yeah. so so flipping flipping that um, have do be to be do have is a is a is a smart place to to go. What what else? What more? Or what else gets in the way, perhaps, of um, yeah. of us landing these resolutions or even manifestations? Yeah. Well, the second biggest reason that we don't experience our resolutions is the difference between committing to something and sitting on the fence. Yeah. And so commitment means I choose to have no more choice. And there is the commitment paradox, which I'll talk about. Just to give the listeners an example, and I'll take you through it, Rich, mm. and any of the listeners, if you're if you're not driving a car or riding a riding a bike, I'm going to invite <laughs> you, and I'll invite you, Rich. Just mm. close your eyes, Rich. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yep. And just take a couple of breaths, and just notice what it feels like when you commit to something. When you decide fully, you commit to have no more choice. Notice what that energy is like, what happens in your body, in your mind. Yeah, it's a commitment. So what's that like for you, Rich, when you feel into the commitment piece? Yeah, it's interesting. There's, a, there's an initial, uh, like a, a block. And then when I go past the block, there is a, a lightness I can only describe it as a lightness and easiness of, yeah, yeah, done it, committed, whatever that can be. You know, we, we've talked about this before. There can be very, very small things to massive decisions that we make and commit to. But when you when you truly do it, it's just yeah. I, for me, it, it literally is the weight off the shoulders, the yeah. easiness, um, yeah, a calmness uh, kicks in quite quickly. Yeah. And that's it. And for the listeners, if you're going to make a resolution, yeah, notice whether you're committed, you're all in, and all of that Rich just described, that there's a real, the commitment paradox is there is a real freedom in commitment, which I'll explain. And now, if you just want to close your eyes, Rich, and any of the listeners, yeah. and just take a few breaths and get in your body, and notice what it feels like when you're sitting on the fence about something. You kind of haven't committed. It's like, oh, it's a good idea. Yeah, you're kind of half in. You're not fully in. Yeah. And so, what does that feel like, Rich? It's 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 a tension. Um, yeah. Almost, I can see myself on the metaphorical fence, like squeezing my bum onto it and going, "It's okay if I sit <laughs> here. It's okay." There's tension literally through my through my body, right up to my neck. Uh, yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's exhausting for a lot of people. We spend more time squirming and wrestling with indecision mm. instead of the power of decision and the power of commitment. And that's why resolutions, again, it's another piece of the puzzle. Are you committing to something or are you sitting on the fence? Yeah. So this so some people might think or say or I have committed. Let's go back to the gym membership, right? I've signed yep. up. Yeah, I know this is a bit of an old model these days, but I've signed up to a whole year going to the gym. But why is it by February 
you know, I've made that commitment to myself. I've made a financial commitment. I feel, I felt good about it, but I'm still not actually committed because I've stopped. Yep. Yep. So what happens is, and again, if you think about this experience called life and for the listeners who really want to create and grow and learn in life, as soon as you commit to something, the fear flags are going to come up. Mm. Everything that is not that is going to come up. And so using the gym membership as an example, as soon as you commit to the gym membership, what happens is, yep, two days later, it's cold and rainy. Yep. And it's like, oh, I don't really want to go. Yep. A month later, you know, have a few drinks the night before. And it's like, oh, I won't go today. Yep. Two months later, you know, one of the kids is sick. And it's like, oh, I won't go to the gym. All of these incidences which we create are fear flags what happens for most people after a period of time by february by the sounds of the stats yes yep <laughs> the fears will come up they have to come up the key yep is to question the fear but most people question their commitment i wasn't that keen to get fit oh, i can't do it now the kids are too little i'll do it next year maybe i've got to do it in the evenings and the real gift in this whatever you want to experience in your life, is the fear isn't in the way. The fear is the way. The fear flags are showing you something about yourself. Yeah, And it could be around commitment. It could be around boundaries. It could be around telling the truth. It could be around accountability. Remember, life is about remembering who we are and then experiencing what we want to experience. And so if you really want to go there when the fear flags pop up, make a bigger commitment because everything <laughs> that is not what you want to experience is going to show up. If I commit to the gym, I want to be healthy, yet flowing, optimum weight, yeah, then all of these fears are going to show up. Do you really want this? Are you willing to do this? Yeah. Have you got the time? We, have like you got the time? time? Is a exactly. Big fear blocker, isn't it, for us? Exactly. And then the opportunity to look at your beliefs around time, yes. look at your beliefs around money, look at your beliefs around you're not good enough, look at your beliefs around relationship. Yep. These are all the gifts. And when I work with couples, when I work with men, yep, the commitment paradox is, remember, committing is choosing to have no more choice. Yep, the aeroplane on the runway at some point has to take off. Mm. Now, the paradox for most men is they think commitment means, yep, that I'm going to limit myself. Yep, that I'm not going to experience what I want to experience. But as soon as you choose to have no more choice, that's where freedom lives. Notice how free it is, Rich, when you just make the choice. There's that's no the other with, choices. You know, when, when you had me eyes closed thinking about making a commitment, that is, that's the feeling. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, done. I feel yeah. so free now. I feel that's you know, a clarity of, you know, literally that's done. One less thing. Great. Um, exactly. Every entrepreneur I've worked with, every successful athlete I've worked with have been committed to their vision. And, and they do whatever it takes. Every fear flag that comes up 
they deal with they it's an inside out job yeah they use the fear as a mirror you know most of the listeners would understand the mirroring principle remember every day you wake up life is the workshop life is mirroring back something to you for you to learn and grow your beliefs your context yep whatever it might be and so again, and I know on your other podcast, the Mojo podcast, you talk to a lot of founders, you talk to a lot of um, high achievers. Yeah. And I'll talk to you about the difference between push energy and flow energy, yeah, which which can be a different experience. But but all of them were committed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in, in big ways. And then exactly. when I talked about those sort of micro versus macro, this is macro, this is big financial commitment, life-changing commitment. Leave yep. that job, start this, remortgage house, get the money for yep. this, bootstrap my idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my support for any of the listeners, if you haven't got a, a coach or a guide or a mentor or a counsellor, yeah, find someone or a, or a friend or a, a colleague, yeah, because as soon as you commit, these fears are going to come up, yet you can unpack them and learn from them. Yeah. Yeah, they're teaching you a part of yourself that you haven't loved, a part of yourself that you haven't accepted, a limiting belief that you might have. That's the workshop. That's that's the the pearl, yeah, being created in the oyster. Yeah, that friction, that tension, that uncertainty. That's the gift. But most of us agree with the fear and then let go of our commitment. Let go of the commitment, and then, and then, and all the. I guess there's a there's a ne- there's a negative mindset spiral here of, you know, I chose to do this thing, you know, at the end of December, I committed to it, uh, I you know made whatever that commitment looked like financial time, and then I failed. Yeah, and I think you know back back you know to the loop of the the not good enough, I have, you know I feel that probably feeds that. Right. As another yep. thing I tried to do, and you know that didn't last beyond March this time. Um, so that bring, it brings me to a thought of okay. And you talked about the word vision. Is it's how how are we envisioning or of or creating visualization of the right thing? Are we sometimes mm. picking the wrong thing to commit to to manifest? How do we how do we find what is true for us? I think this feels like an, an area that's probably worth exploring. Yeah, yeah, great question. And if you if you look to the tools of manifestation, and I'll take you through them and answer your question. Yeah. So if you if you're really coming from a place of I'm enough, I'm lovable and valuable, and you really commit to something, yeah, they're the two foundational pieces to the puzzle. Then the next thing is to really be clear on what your intention is. Mm. Now, our intention can be a visualisation. It can be script writing. Yep, fundamentally, it's a choice. But as you know, we choose intellectually, we choose visually, we choose energetically. Remember, it's not the law of attraction. It's the law of resonance. It's our vibration. It's an inside-out job, which, again, we can talk about another time. So it's important to set the intention. Now, one of the most powerful ways to answer your question is to to get a sense of what is the most loving choice for me. Remember, we process the world at a thinking level, at a feeling level, an emotional level, and an intuitive level. And often our intuition, our gut feel, 
you know, is telling us the truth, not our thinking mind. Yes. So a lot of people will go to their thinking and make a choice. Remember, all of your ego yes. lives between your ears. Yeah. Yeah, coming from deficiency and, and set themselves up for failure. As you know, the, they then create the vibration of failure, the lower well, the, energy of failure. Exactly. And the word that comes to me is should. When we're in that, yes. that mindset, it's I should. And how many years resolutions are I should get fit, I should eat better, I should save money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Should is a judgment. Yeah, and the judgment comes from the not good enough. Yeah, so watch out for that. Watch out for that. Exactly. Thinking about the next year, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a great process. And anyone who's played with this, if you can find ways to to get into your body and access your intuition. Mm. Yeah, and that's why visualization is so powerful. All the sporting people I work with use visualization as such a powerful tool. You, know, you can set a date into the future, but you've got to get into different brainwaves. You've got to get out of that busy mind and start accessing different parts. And so, yeah, any sort of meditation, there's plenty There's plenty of visualisation uh, techniques uh, on the internet, mm-hmm. plenty of meditations you can do. Script writing is really powerful. Again, you're bypassing the thinking mind. Once you, once you start to unpack that stream of consciousness, yeah, it'll start to start to come out. The thing, and it will touch on it. Just be careful what you do ask for. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, um, the fears will show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and exactly, exactly, and you know, depending what technique, and you know, we could post some techniques, perhaps in the show notes or some links. There's plenty of stuff around this. Remember, it's the law of vibration, which we'll touch on. Yeah. Yeah, the law of attraction is a different vibration it's it's the resonance the law of resonance which is key uh so yeah any sort of script writing any sort of visualization so the first thing is to set your intention which fundamentally is a choice a holistic choice not just from your pinhead yeah the second key to manifestation and again these are these are sequential yet you know they are a spiral as well is the key is to detach yeah, detach from the how and detach from the outcome. Okay. And detachment, again, for our listeners who aren't driving a car or riding a bike, um, if you'd like to, and I'll take you through it, Rich, if you um, if you could pick up your pen, pick up any object. My favourite yellow pen here, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. And then, Rich, if you could just, just squeeze that pen as tight as you can, hold it really, 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 really tight, really tight. What does that feel like when you hold it really tight? Yeah, painful, uncomfortable, tense. <laughs> tense. Yeah, exactly. Restriction. Yep. Yeah. So now just let it go and see if you can hold it as light as you can and see what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah, man. A lot less tense, ease, less, no pain, just easy. Yeah. Exactly. And the key to detachment, to being unattached, is exactly that. Most people hold their life too tight. They hold their intention too tight. They try to control the outcome, the how. Yeah, they're holding it tight. Think about any whenever the fear comes up. Think about the fear around money 
at times, Rich. What do you do when the fear comes up around money and clients winning a winning a contract or something? Yeah, what happens right. to your energy when you're in your fear? <laughs> the contraction, literally. That. Exactly. It's, I must. I must. I must do. Yeah, <laughs> I must create. Exactly. Exactly. And you're blocking the flow. Yeah. Remember, there's either resistance or flow. They're the two vibrational channels that we're working with so as soon as you go into resistance as soon as you hold on too tight to the outcome and particularly to the how a lot of people want to control the how you see very rigid people where if i want to lose you know 10 kilos then i've got to do this and this is the how and it becomes so rigid yeah mm-hmm. whereas it's not about setting your in not in setting your intention and not doing the doing we have to take action but the key is you've got to hold it lightly because there's a bigger game. There's this universal energy yeah, which is coming through. And again, you ask any founder, any entrepreneur, how did you get here? And they'll say, you know what? I actually didn't plan to be right here. I set the intention, made the commitment, yeah, and then I followed the energy, which I'll talk about. And, um, but they didn't try and control it. So this idea of so holding it lightly and not um, being so specific about the outcome, I understand that. But this doesn't mean, I take it, this doesn't mean not caring. It just means having enough flexibility in where it's going to go. Yep. Yeah, if you think about relationship, you know, re- successful relationships are all about flexibility and agility. And life's the same. You've got to go with the flow. So you set your intention, you're absolutely committed, yet there's going to be a rainy day. The kids are going to get sick. There's going to be a night when you get on the drink. But all of that, instead of collapsing and judging yourself, beating yourself up and feeling a failure, yeah, it's like, okay. You know, one of my colleagues coached a very elite um, sporting team in Australia, a football team, Mm. a rugby league team, and one of the things they trained for in their minds was they would literally run through, it was before the grand final, the, the last game of the year, and they would run through the obstacles. So they were sitting there in the grandstand at the game and literally 10 minutes into the grand final and your best player gets injured and has to go off. What do you do with your energy? You can contract, you can withdraw, they're not good enough, we're going to lose. Yeah, that vibration can get lower or it's part of the game. It's a fear flag. I'm committed to playing my best game. This is a fear flag. What have I got to do? Okay, we've got to step up. Yeah. You know, 30 minutes later, the ref gives you a terrible call, sends one of your best players off. It's part of the game. Mm. You know, halfway through the second half, it starts raining and you haven't trained for a a rainy day. It's part of the game. You know, so you've got to be flexible. You've got to respond. You've got to realize that the fear flags are going to come up. The obstacles will kind of come up. Remember, the obstacles aren't in the way. The obstacles are the way. And so being flexible, being in the flow, you know, it's like water flows. It doesn't flow a straight line. Yeah. And when you resist, you put a kink in the hose, you put a kink in the energy of that life force. 
which leads to the next step, because when you're in the flow and you're holding it lightly, you have to take action. And the key action is you have to show up fully in each moment with an open heart. Give 110%. As you know, one of the foundational practices that I teach is presence. Your biggest asset in life is your attention. Yep. Where your attention goes, manifestation occurs. Mm, okay. So if you can master your attention to be present in this moment, to open your heart fully, to fully show up what's in front of you, yeah, not get distracted by the ego mind, the controlling mind, the grasping mind, the seeking mind. What happens is that every moment, yeah, coming from this law of resonance, is an opportunity that's going to take you towards your commitment. The classic example is a lot of people, you know, you think about you go to the supermarket, yeah, and you've got perhaps a young person, young man, young woman who's serving you at the supermarket. And your values and your choice is to, you know, be be compassionate, be open. Yeah. How many people fully show up with an open heart to that interaction? Because mm. this is how this is how manifestations work. You fully show up. There's a young man there serving you. Yep. And you're really open and connected. And, and you know, he might say, look, you know, I really love connecting with you. Um you know, my father runs a business down the road. You know, he's really looking, you know, what do you do? You might be a business coach. Yeah. And he'll yeah. do an introduction. It'll be from yeah. somewhere totally yeah. unexpected. And again, all of your founders in the Founders series will say this. The way to experience your commitment will be way beyond your pinhead. Yet you miss it if you don't show up fully in each moment with an open heart. The school teacher, the drop-off at school, the supermarket, the colleague. You know, all of those moments are moments to live your value, to live your intention mm. and keep your heart open because it's going to be the way. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, it does. I'm, I'm getting this sort of, this, this sense about consistency, I suppose. It's like, this is yeah. what I'm about. So I'm going to consistently show up this way. And as you say, if I've manifested something, uh, I'm not going to maybe be, to as I say detach from exactly what it is but again this this trusting one yourself and to the universe that it's going to show up it's going to show up if I keep showing up it'll show up yep that's the best way I can I guess I can yeah <laughs> and again it. going back going back to the be do have mm. whatever you're looking for be that now mm. be joy be peaceful be abundant mm. and it, it leads to the fourth step the fourth yeah. step to manifestation, to achieving your resolution, is to follow the energy. And what I mean by that is that, again, going back to your intuition, the biggest guide you have in life is to trust your gut feel. Mm. Yeah, some of us are more emotional feelers, which is powerful, our heart, the heart wisdom, yet your intuition is guiding you. Sometimes you have an intuition to call in to this appointment you're not sure why but that appointment is actually the person you need to talk to who's going to take you closer to your commitment to your manifestation we're getting signals all the time intuitive signals relational signals yet most of us 
One, you've got to show up fully with an open heart. Two, you've got to listen to your intuition. You've got to follow the passion. You've got to follow the joy. You've got to trust your instincts, even though it may logically not make sense. And again, so many of your founders, it's like, I don't know. I just had a calling to go to Ibiza. I wasn't sure why, but when I got to Ibiza, I met my mentor. Mm. You know, that mentor taught me everything I needed to know about, you know, building an online business or whatever it might be. You've had this experience yourself, Rich. Oh, yeah, very much. And it's, it's, it's again, what's coming up for me here is this, this trust yep. idea and, and really trusting yourself. Because, again, I think, you know, I think about myself, you know, almost, almost taught not to trust the gut and that yep. intuition it's like no think about it think about it go through the ramifications and think about it and we, that's you know we talk about a lot we get into our head and that's when the shoulds come out and uh, i think we're, we we lack clarity about what our intention is rather than this tr- more trusting approach that it will happen if, if they say follow these steps detach up fully and follow the energy trust yeah um yeah is the key thing for me and you know i i uh I work on it. It's it's not. Um, I think, as you say, it's it's it might it sounds simple. It's not easy. It, for me, yeah. it's just keep on working. Keep noticing when when the trust is proven. Ah, that's why. That's why. And then you get into that that powerful kind of habit loop, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Our intuition is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger it gets. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things, and I certainly do this with children, with teenagers, is teach them trust your instincts, trust your intuition. Get in your body and listen. Listen to what the message is. Mm. Yeah, because most of us, as you say, have been taught to override it with our thinking, our thinking mind. Any of the listeners who've had a gut feel about something and talked yourself out of it and then go, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Again, going back to comfort zones. If we want to stay in the comfort zone, you're not going to grow and develop. And it's not about being reckless and foolish. You've got to be in your body, present, Yet if you're getting the intuition, if you're getting the signal, the sign to talk to this person or to, you know, go to this place, that's how you start to manifest. It'll lead you to things beyond your pinhead. Yeah. And I feel this gets us into how I set this question up of what what is the right thing for me to want, to yeah. desire, to, to envision for next year. And when we get out of the head, shoulds, and into this is what I truly yearn for, need, and that's what's really calling you. But your chances of when once you've chosen that and set that intention and following it just feel so much greater, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the flow again. Follow the passion. Follow the joy. Follow the flow. Yeah, again in a meaningful way, not in a reckless way. You know, one of the big things I had a client today remind me he's transformed his relationship with his children. Yeah, because he remembered, yeah, a lot of people say, do what brings you joy. Yeah, and what I say is bring joy to what you do. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he's got a busy business. He's very successful, but on the weekends, yeah, running the kids around, he used to resist and resent at times. And he's just flipped that. He's realised the joy, bring the joy to what you do. Any of the listeners building a business, growing a business, there's parts of business you may not enjoy, yet bring joy to it. It's part of it. Mm. And so the, the, the steps before we get to the last step. So yeah. firstly is commit to your intention, commit to your choice. 
Yeah. And that can be a visualization, that can be a feeling, that can be um, you know, a script. Yeah. The second is hold it lightly. Don't try and control it. Don't try and micromanage it. Don't get too rigid. The third is you have to take action. So show up fully with an open heart. Take action. You've got to go to the gym. You've got to drive to the gym if you want to get fitter. You've got to, um, you know, basically start doing, you know, phone calls if you want to increase, you know, your business. The fourth step is to follow the energy. Trust your intuition. Follow the joy. Follow the passion. Bring the joy. Bring the passion. Yeah, like listen to those signals. And then the last tool and the last step to experiencing whatever it is you want to manifest, whatever your resolution is, is you've got to be willing to do some belief changing when you start to hit the obstacles. Right. Yes. Remember, the fear flag is not in the way. It is the way. And the tool, if you're... If you're bumping against something, if you're not experiencing what what your what your intention is, there'll always be a subconscious limiting belief. Yeah. And the belief changing tools, which the listeners would have had from our previous podcast, and again we can we can put in the show notes, is yeah that it's it there are some simple tools you can use yeah to change your limiting beliefs, your subconscious. Remember, 90, 95% of your day is your subconscious mind. Yeah. So if you're constantly hitting a block, yeah, then it's about changing the belief, whatever the belief is. I'm valuable, I'm lovable, I'm worthy, yeah, I'm capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a whole range of, you know, people stepping up into business, whatever that might be. Yeah. I'm 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 mindful. Um someone in our in one of our program groups shared uh, a way that they do it is they literally have a calendar reminder in their in their diary mm. every day i'm lovable i'm good enough just yeah. the first thing they see when they start their day is that message yeah. almost like a like a mantra and i think that's important because i was gonna uh, what was coming to me was okay this is all great and, and thank you for the for the the pathway to a, a greater manifestation but what happens when, <laughs> when, yes. when when the obstacles do shut, as they will, because that's yep. you know, that's that's the, the path, and you need to face. So you need to face the fears. They are that is the way. Um, and this, how do you remind yourself that this is the path I should be on? That this yep. resolution, if you want to call it that, this intention, this manifestation I made at the end of 2023 is my path for 2024. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that belief changing. So for me, for example, you know, I was bumping up against, constantly bumping up against things because one of my life lessons is to let go of control. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and as you know, with my story, you know, as a, as a little boy, you know, control was very important for me to feel safe. Yet as an adult, it was very restrictive, control free, people around me, you know, it wasn't much fun. And so those fear flags, those obstacles, yep, I kept setting an intention, yep, and they kept bumping up until I let go of the limiting belief. And as you know, the fundamental change, yep, from control, control coming from a place of fear, is trust. And so the belief changing technique allowed me to let go of that limiting belief, I need to be in control, and start to harness a new belief, 
which is that I can trust life, that I am safe. Yeah. yeah. And that's the inquiry. That's why I say for our listeners to get a, a friend, a coach, a counsellor, a group, yeah. Yeah, it just helps you realise that it's about being the best version of yourself. You have to lean in to these fears and get to the edge of your comfort zone to be a, a better version of yourself. It's that if that's what you truly commit to. Yeah, yeah. And I think this just gives us this 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 sense now of 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 how to find a way thinking about as of the year to come that what you want to achieve, what you want to see, what you want to create with with more flow. And what I'm getting a lot of it is, and I got borrow a term of yours, this inside out job. You've yeah. got to start at the inside and say what I truly yearn for versus what life society culture friends even tell me that i should be achieving and doing um mm. which I, which for me feels like this is this big disconnect with the resolutions that stick and the ones that fade away by by february um but is there any, any, anything else that's coming to mind for you that you think will be useful right now for for listeners you know as i said this 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 kind of uh this time uh, just before the new year starts to kind of set them yeah. on their path. And, and and thank you, by the way, so <laughs> chock full of tools and tips as usual in here, but any, anything else you want to leave people with? Um, yeah, well, th- there is one thing. Did I answer your question around what to choose, what to commit to? I know you've asked it a few times um, around getting into your body, trusting your instincts, yeah, using some of the tools. Is that enough to... Uh, yeah, I think we, we 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 did cover that, and I did have this sense of you know first selecting the you know again the right thing for you yeah is yeah. key. But this you, and as you talked about is is getting clear about this intention and getting into your body is really the way to do that, and then really listen to what your gut is saying. Yeah, yeah, and if you look at the wheel of life, the Dharma wheel in Hindu philosophy, you know there are things like you know family finances, fitness, uh, spirituality, community, purpose, you know, these are the areas that you can kind of reflect on and do some brainstorming on. Mm. There'll, There'll be something there. The final piece I'll leave, which is often one that comes up for people. So even from the place of commitment, there are some personality types that find it hard to keep themselves accountable. Yeah, and accountability can be quite a challenging word, particularly for a lot of men, because this desire for freedom, which is the true desire of the masculine, yeah, we've been in the school system where we had to be accountable. We've had our parents keep us accountable. We have the law which keeps us accountable. We have the workplace which keeps us accountable. <laughs> And a lot of us, yeah. it's like, I don't want to be accountable. I want to be free. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just want to, you know, and accountability can be a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, true commitment's true freedom. So keeping yourself accountable. Now, there are, I've touched on in previous podcasts some of the, the, the four key personality types. So there's the rebel. Yeah, there's the questioner. There's the upholder. And there's the obliger. There's a great body of work called the Ford Tendencies, very simple diagnostic. The, the reason I want to anchor it is um, the obligers are the people pleasers. 
and the obliger will hold themselves accountable to somebody else but find it very hard to hold itself accountable to themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an obliger, people please, a rescuer, doing things for others, don't set boundaries. And a lot of our listeners, a lot of helpers, yeah, yeah fall into that category. Yeah. You've got to find a way to hold yourself accountable to your commitment. Because the other three, once they buy in, they can hold themselves accountable from the inside out. And there's two simple tips to any of the listeners. If that's an area where you struggle, true accountability as opposed to the fear-based accountability. Yeah. One is, and, it, and obviously it does work, is you can get support yeah, from, for example, if you, if you join a gym, you can get a buddy who yeah. is going to do it with you. And uh, an obliger, if I say I'm going to meet you at 6 a.m. tomorrow, if I if I'm uh, I oblige you, I will hold myself accountable to you. Yeah. But if an obliger says I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow, they often struggle holding themselves accountable. Yeah. They oblige everybody else but themselves. Mm -hmm. The other key for the obligers, and this works, it's just a little bit trickier is if you think of the version of yourself you want to be, whether it's in 12 months, 12 months is usually holdable or five years, then every time you make a decision, you hold yourself accountable to that version of yourself. Okay, yeah. Yep. It's yeah. literally, is this, if I want to be, you know, my optimum weight, yeah, then is sleeping in and not going to the gym supporting me Yes. Yep. Or is it to get up and hold myself accountable to that version of me, to that person? Yeah. No, I like that. It, it, it has me in mind of the work from we talked about before, James Clear and Atomic Habits of the identity that you yep. choose. You know, I see myself as a fit and active person. Therefore, what I'm doing right now is that what a fit, fit and active person would do. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I like that thinking. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fabulous. Well, uh, lot, lots in there as ever. And, and and you talked about, I just want to mention something. You talked about, obviously, presence being key to all of this and yeah. much of this practice. And just to remind everyone that Bodhi has a mini course um, that he's giving away for free as a gift to all listeners. And it's called Five Steps to Freedom and Flow and includes some meditations that really, really help with that presence and getting to that sense of presence. So if you go to bodhiaudridge.com forward slash freedom and flow, you will find it there and I highly recommend it. Wow, Bodhi. Um, so here we are, we're, clo we're closing the year um, and what a year it's been. Um, and I'm very thankful and grateful to you for our relationship and the work that we've done here on the True Freedom podcast and much more to come in 2024. I think that's our resolution or our manifestation. We're going to do more <laughs> of this. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners. The feedback's been fantastic. The questions, the responses, you know, and helping so many people be the best version of themselves and experience true freedom. So, yeah, safe and happy holidays. Uh, look after yourself. Apply the tools, guys. Apply the tools. I'm looking forward to what occurs next year for everybody. Fantastic. Happy New Year, Bodhi. Yeah, thank you. Happy New Year to you too. <laughs>